Welcome everyone to the next episode of German Masala Podcast. This is your host, Harbir. And I'm your other host, Alex. We do this podcast on bi-weekly basis and one of us chooses the topic. The other one does not know what the topic is going to be. Last time it was Alex's turn. He chose the topic growing up in India because I grew up in India and we <laughs> talked about it. Really interesting topic. Yes, I agree. That was fun. <laughs> and uh, we talked about the schooling system and how the schooling system in India is different to, let's say, here in the in Germany, because both of us live here, and to the US, because Alex went to school over there. Uh, but what we did not get to was uh, the university, how the university system over here works in Germany. It's quite a unique system. So I thought, okay, why not talk about the universities over oh. here in Germany? All right, all right. So this is like a, a part two, basically, or like a, a little bit of a follow-up, but also like a, a topic in and of itself. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to talk about this uh, with you today. Cool. Awesome. So, Alex, I was just thinking, let us talk about your university experience, and then we can talk about how generally universities work over here. I know your university experience was a little bit unique to how generally the universities work over here, yes. but that'll give, I think, people a good impression of the universities here in Germany, right? All right, yeah, and and I mean, I uh, for my family, my sister is doing like the, I would say, more regular thing on how you would attend university in general in Germany. So I, I think I can speak a little bit to it. But yes, you're right. So um, let, I, I guess I'll, I'll give a brief overview of what I did. So after I got done with um, my German high school diploma, which uh, I was told by some listeners that uh, it might have been a little bit confusing last time that I used the word gymnasium so much. Uh, and oh. I should have just said high school. Um, just to recap, in Germany, there's a bunch of different school options after you attend basically elementary school. There's no middle school, um, which you can then attend. And the highest form of that is the gymna gymnasium in, in German words, but it's basically your, your high school, which is supposed to set you up for university or for a bachelor's degree in, in some way or form. And that's basically what I did. However, when I uh, was approaching the end of my high school time, I thought to myself, well, how, you know, as hopefully or probably a lot of people do, like, what's the next step? Like, what's happening? And honestly, I didn't really have a clear path. I knew that I was going to do something. And at some point I thought I was going to do uh, Wirtschaftsingenieurwesen, which is like, uh, like, um, like economy engineer, like economy. I don't even yeah. know. It's a hard word to translate. <laughs> it is. I, I don't think other countries have this degree, to be honest. Yeah, right? it, it's a special one, which is basically like combining engineering well not not like engineering engineer but kind of engineering with um with economy and you're like an economy engineer and you could have worked at like a logistics company or something like that but um i attended multiple like not really conventions but like fairs like job fairs basically or like you know which are supposed to help 
uh, people that are in a current situation or a situation that I'm currently in, you know, looking for something to find what they're looking for yeah. or to find a job or again, a university. Uh, and at one of these, I was lucky enough to talk to um, someone from IBM, actually. And IBM had this unique, um, it's it's like a dual study program, which is in Germany actually not that uncommon, but it's still a small percentage of the population that generally does this type of, of uh, yeah. like bachelor's degree or, or, you know, further degree after your high school. Um, and how this works is that uh, in my particular case, I attended the Berlin School of Economics and Law um, while simultaneously being employed at IBM. Like I had a legit work contract and they paid me. And uh, what was great is that um, you were at work or, you know, doing practical working things for three months uh, out of, you know, at a given time. And then the next three months, you're at Berlin School of Economics and Law doing all your studies And then, you know, in the end of these three months, you were just done and you wrote all of your um, all of your exams for those three months. And then you went back to work and then you went back to um, back to school. And I think that was, at least for me, that was really great to have this. Obviously, it condenses your university experience, right? A lot of people go to college, not only because they like to get a degree and a job at some point, but also because they enjoy, you know, the college life and stuff like this. And that's obviously a little bit cut down because you are at, uh, at your school only half the time, right? Which yeah. is, which is super interesting. And it also means that you have less time to study, obviously. And it condenses basically a three year bachelor's program into one and a half years of actual time you're spending. So my days, uh, I have a lot of friends in the US I, I, or I don't know if I would consider this a lot, but I have friends in the US um, and I know how their schedules look like. And it was like, oh yeah, so today I have like two hours of class and that's it, right? Yeah. This is not how my days looked like. Like some days I had like, you know, uh, courses from 8 a.m. until like 6 p.m. or something. I mean, it, you know, not always, but it, it would happen. And people would be like, well, this is crazy, but you know, this is why the, this is the, the, the program was so condensed. So that's basically what my university experience looked like. It was uh, a condensed bachelor's degree uh, while simultaneously working. And um, the, the thing that I really love is that you get the practical experience and you get to talk about it in class and share yeah. that experience with others who also have this practical experience. And, mm. and yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I was fortunate that I could do this program, that my grades allowed me to do so, that my, you know, uh, everything allowed well, me to do though. Yeah. Was it difficult to get in? I'm not, a, I mean, I got in, so I, I can't really speak to as, as, as if it's super difficult. Um, the way this worked is that the uh, selection process was basically through the employer. So at that time, IBM. Um, hmm. and th honestly, their program was exceptionally well set up because they were doing this for years already. This is how they chose a lot of their, or not chose, but I guess like educated a lot of their future potential, because obviously I, I, like the employer paid you at that time. So they hope that you start to work there, but there was no guarantee that you would get a job and other way around you weren't. Uh, you didn't have to work there afterwards. So I think that that's that was a good system. Uh, but I did end up working there just for whoever's interested after there, uh, after I got done with my bachelor's degree, I did end up working there for some time. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so we had a three-stage selection process, I think. It was um, twice online and then an assessment center. So you, the first thing was you would just um, apply online. You would upload your general stuff. You would, I don't know, like you would answer a couple of basic questions. And there was a, um, in Germany, it's called like NC, like a numerous, I think it's numerous clauses or something. Numerous clauses. Yeah. I think that's Latin, right? So <laughs> oh, that's probably Latin. Yeah, you're right. So it, it basically, there was a requirement um, in you, you couldn't have a worse, in, in the US it's GPA, right? Like a worse yeah. grade, whatever average. Um, and in Germany, our grade system works a little bit differently in high school, but whatever. There was still like a minimum requirement. You have to meet four different um, basically study paths because there were obviously also different courses you could take. I studied international business administration, but you know, you could study like informatics, something like that. There were different requirements. And then uh, interestingly enough, they also looked at certain subjects in school, how you did there. So I think it was like the like math, German and English, how you did there. Um, and after that, if they, I guess, approved you on that, um, you yeah. went on to a second online stage where you'd have to answer a lot more questions in detail. You'd have to write up certain parts, not really essays, but, you know, certain minor uh, text boxes, I would say. Uh, and if you pass that, they would invite you, in my case, to Berlin to a day assessment center. And that thing, let me tell you, it was fun. It was my first ever experience doing something like this. Um, but it was also exhausting, but it wasn't exhausting while I was doing this, but yeah. I like, I really felt it after I was done. Like after yeah. that day, I remember that I, uh, I took a train back to, to, to Hamburg, uh, and the next two days or something, I was super sick. I was just, because, and I know this from myself, like I was so hyped up for this. I was so tense and I wanted to do well, obviously. Um, yeah. And yeah, and the best thing was, or at least that I thought was really cool at the end of the day, yeah. uh, it was kind of like Germany's next top model. They they like had you, in a, <laughs> it, it's funny, but they had you in a room uh, and they, they basically said like, yeah, you, you have the job or you don't have the, or you, you, like yeah. we would like to, you know, have you or we wouldn't like to have you. And I think this is fair because people, uh, I know this from just some close by family and friends right now who are looking for jobs or who are just out of university and looking for jobs. And you, I think, know this too. Um, I think w what's really hard is for people who that like uncertainty, right? If you apply yeah. for a job if, or if you apply for university or something and you don't know or you never hear back, like this happened to me. Um, yeah. And it's just weird because you, like you don't know. And I, I really appreciated that at that time you had a clear answer yeah. but i talked for a long time now so yeah, yeah that's my experience <laughs> well, that's really interesting i did an assessment center as well after finishing my master's i uh wanted to start working for a consulting company and they basically had uh, an assessment center as well and i had to go to munich for that and i went there i was very excited as well and uh, it was like the whole day uh, again, similar to your experience, I think. And they were like, you had to do business cases together with other people. And they looked at different things you were doing. They were sort of analyzing whatever you were doing, whatever you were saying. So it was, it, it was taxing, right? And then, but the great thing was at the end of the day, again, they told us that we either had 
offers or we did not have an offer, right? So uh, I was lucky enough to get the offer. So I was really happy, but I felt the same way. Like the next couple of days, I didn't do anything. I was just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm happy now. And, you know, <laughs> I've yes. got the job, but it, it was tiring. Yeah. Um, but coming back to the selection process, Alex, for you. So these interviews, were these taken by the college, by the university, or was it IBM that was doing no, it was actually IBM. So um, oh. as, as far as I understood, um, they were, or I, I, I'm pretty sure I knew this, uh, they were working really closely with the university. So it's, it's basically a program that they set up together, which I think is super cool with, you know, other companies. One of them was IBM. I'd also in my, uh, um, it was actually more like a school class. I wouldn't consider it the typical, typical like college experience where you have like 400 people in a course or something it was, it was a really like small group of people which is nice because i like to actually work with people and, and know them um and this group of people they were from not only ibm but different companies um uh, buyer was there too i think pfizer was there uh, and then we had some smaller ones i think uh, one of the uh, my colleagues uh, was from like bloomer 2000 which is like a flower shop um, yeah, and, and I think Deutsche Bahn also had some. It was just really interesting. Like, it was a great mix of people, and they were all doing this, obviously, in the same way, because otherwise it wouldn't work. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it, I, they, they really did all the selection, and I think the only thing the school really needed was your, like, high school diploma to know that everything was okay. And I want to say the other stuff with your grade average and stuff was you know, through that online um, apply yeah. uh, application process. Yeah. So each of the companies were selecting their own candidates and then sending them to the college that you were going to, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, but again, this is not the normal experience one would have uh, in Germany when you go to the university, right? Not so, the default one. Yeah. Not, not <laughs> the default one. I, I know I, I actually love this idea. So when I was in the university, I went to university here in Germany as well. I did my bachelor's and master's at the University of Hamburg. And I went to the normal, like the default German university, <laughs> uh, University of Hamburg. And while so while I was studying, I think the great thing about when you study in Germany like the very first one is that you don't pay any tuition. Back then, we used to pay like 500 euros per month. And then there were uh, some other costs of 300 euros approximately. And that was just introduced, I think, in 2008 or something. And people were really, really mad about this. People were saying, oh, this is so, how can the education cost money? This should be free of cost. And, and I, as a foreign student, I was like, wow, I only have to pay 500 euros. Because, <laughs> wait, you, wait know, you had to pay 500 euros a month? No, 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 per semester, sorry. Oh, per, per semester. semester. Oh, that's not too bad. All right. That's that's not too bad. And no. that's what I'm saying. And especially as a foreign student, you are you are treated same as anyone like as you Alex would be treated here in Germany as a as a local student right and this is this is not normal if you consider universities in England or the US in England I would have had to pay like three times what the local students were paying and it would have been like 20,000 euros or pounds or whatever right yes. I was like wow, wow. That is crazy. In the, in the US, it's actually crazy. They even have in-state tuition and out-of-state tuition. So if you don't live in that state, 
you might have oh, to wow. play, pay more tuition. So let's say you you live in whatever uh, Colorado, and then you go to North Carolina uh, to NC State University because a bunch of my friends went there. Um, if you're out of state, that means you don't live in North Carolina. You may have to pay more for your uh, for your just attending the school, and not even saying that you know me as a foreign student might have to pay more as well. Like I I don't know the exact rates there, but definitely mm -hmm. um, yeah. Definitely interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, that was one of one of the most important things that made me realize that I want to study in Germany, right? So I was thinking, okay, I don't have to pay that much money. And the level of education, standard of education I'll be getting is really, really good, especially if you want to go into engineering and, you know, all those kind of technical areas. And the only thing was I my my bachelor's degree was in German, so I had to learn the language <laughs> first and then, you know, but that was that was fun times. I think learning German was one of the best experiences I've had in my life. Like that time, those eight months when I went to the school to learn German was a really, really fun time. But wasn't me. it hard? Wasn't it like super like <laughs> I can only imagine like German has so many even like just pronouns for for words or was it like? are these pro like in, in in english it's just the and then in germany we have daddy das and and all the other things so it's it's crazy so it's just my opinion i think it's it's an easy language to learn to wow. be honest that's because... the first time i heard this all right <laughs> why why i'm interested so i think it's very structured there are rules for everything and <laughs> yeah i mean that's the great thing about it. I, I know you're laughing because of the stereotype that yes. Germans have rules for everything, right? But it's true. It, I mean, yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, and that, that's the thing. So if I had to teach someone my own language, my mother tongue, Punjabi, I would never be able to because the grammar is not, It's it does not have that kind of strict rules as German has, right? So that I think that's what made the whole thing very easy for me because then the language school I went to was great. It was a private language school. So I, I used to go there for four hours a day and then I used to come home and then do homework and then teachers there were great. The first couple of months, people kept talking to me in English and I, I was, you know, obviously I was re replying to them in English and I didn't speak a lot of German. But then my teacher told me I have to stop st uh, speaking in English. Otherwise, I would, I would never learn. But that's and the then... issue, right? Because in Germany, if you if you come to in general, everybody speaks English because it's part of your I mean, at least kids nowadays, because everyone has to learn English in school. And you yeah. you always you, you think like, oh, I could just speak English if you if you're not a native speaker, right? Exactly, exactly. That That's the thing. And people actually want to talk to you in English because they want to improve their language <laughs> skills as well. Yes. And, and sometimes, I, I will be completely honest with you, um, even at, at, at our job now where we work, sometimes it's actually easier just to get things done. And I yeah. don't want to sound misdemeaning. I actually love helping people. I love also if people have questions, like I, I don't mind answering them for them. But sometimes, yeah. especially if you're in a business setting or even a university setting and you want to have a group work and, and you want to explain something and want to have something done, sometimes it's just easier. Uh, but it's the easy way out. And that shouldn't be always the right way to do it. And, and I think exactly. people should, I think we should here, uh, right here, actually encourage people to, uh, if you're a non-native speaker, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, coming to the U.S., for example, because that was my case. I mean, I knew English, but still. Um, and there was nobody speaking German or not a lot of people, some. Uh, and I had to speak English. And that's what really helped me 
learn the language better and learn a lot of slang words and you know some <laughs> other stuff um but i think everybody should be encouraged uh I I have a lot of friends and I don't think anybody would say anything if someone would say like, hey, I want to improve my German. Can we have our conversations in German as long as, and, and that's also what I think is important, you put in an effort to learn like you did, like you went to school to learn German and there's a bunch of offerings because sometimes um, I feel like people just expect this to happen naturally. You have to yeah. put in effort, right? Exactly. You have to. So I was in a similar situation where I had to learn German because my bachelor's was going to be in German, right? <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, after those two months, uh, I stopped talking to people in English. I would only reply in German when people would talk to me. And I, I also, I enjoyed actually talking to people a lot. You know, I will, after after my school language school was over i would just go to the lake and sit over there do my homework talk to people ask them for a little bit of help you know i made friends i i had really nice experiences i i learned the language it was it was great but coming back to the university yeah, so yeah. after that i i started uh, my 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 bachelor it was in business informatics so there was a little bit Uh, business in it, more informatic, like I think it was 70-30. Started that. um, And then the second great thing I want to say about the German education system, or actually the German system generally is, I think when you are studying, you can start working as a part-time student and you don't have to work for, let's say, restaurants like McDonald's or Burger King. Over here, you can actually start working for proper companies. They they treat you as a normal part of the company. You just work less than the people who work there full time. So I started working for an IT company for like 20 hours a week. And that gave me so much of like practical experience that is still helping me. You know, I, I think this is another great thing about about studying over here in Germany. Agreed. Agreed. I'm I'm not entirely sure how this would be in the U.S. because I know that a lot of my friends did something uh, in uh, the food industry in general. wasn't always fast food, right? Uh, one of my good friends, he uh, was a server um, at, or a busboy at first, but then a server. I want to say he was a server during university in the entire time and then just worked over the summer, actually. And but during the school year didn't work. Right. So yeah. so uh, if you make enough money during the summer and obviously, you know, have parents that help you out. Um, what I want to clarify, though, real quick for everyone who is a non uh, German knowledgeable whatever person. I mean, this is what we're doing this podcast for also. Um in Germany, that doesn't mean we don't have private schools, right? So, uh, and this, by the way, doesn't mean that in the U.S. there's only like really, really, really expensive schools. There are community colleges which provide yeah. a great education as well. Um, obviously, they have a little. Sometimes I feel like they get a bad rep, but um, for certain, um, for certain, what is it called? Like for certain paths of study, they might really be the best option there is. Um, if you, especially if you don't have the money. So in Germany. Uh, most i want to say most students would attend uh, public universities or public schools uh, after they do their high school time um, and these are in general free however there are so-called semesterbeiträge right that what yeah. you talked about the 500 euros a month or something uh, sorry a uh, 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 semester uh, for example mine uh, even though i did work for a company and everything uh, the for my school i still had to pay exactly the same however uh, i want to ask you if this is the same for you usually in this fee 
something is included. Like for example, for me, I was, you know, obviously going to school in Berlin. Um, it was a semester ticket was included that granted you access to all public transport uh, in Berlin. Yeah. So let me clarify something. So 500 euros I was talking about, that was uh, the tuition fees uh, that was introduced, I think around 2007 or 2008. Oh, so, but so, then, oh that was extra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but then oh. they got rid of it again. I think in 2012 because everyone was complaining. Okay, and, you know, and then uh, on top of that, they were like 250 to 300. I can't remember. Maybe 300 euros for what you said, just like semester. Oh, okay, by sorry. Like, then yeah, then I was totally then I was totally caught off guard. So yeah, because uh, I didn't. I didn't really have this experience with actually a tuition fee, although I want to say like 500 euros a semester is still pretty low, right? It is quite low, yes, especially considering the uh, standard of education that there is in, in the universities over here. I think it's not much. But again, I mean, who am I to judge, especially as a foreign student? I used to be, <laughs> you know, I, I could understand why my German classmates were complaining because they were not used to the system. Their parents did not pay anything. Their siblings who were older than them did not pay anything. Uh, and suddenly they had to pay. So I could understand their point of view as well. Right. Oh, totally. I would be probably mad as well if this would, would happen to me. But, you know, a lot of things change. A school, like the high school, went from, you know, 12 to 13 years. We talked about this last time in some states, yeah. and it's up to the states now. Uh, then, you know, uh, after... Um, when was this? Okay, so back in the days, after you were done with school, you would have to do uh, so-called Wehrpflicht. So you'd have to enlist in the... Uh, is it like army? the German army? Yeah, probably, right? Uh, in the Bundeswehr. It's like the, the I don't want to say it's probably the army. Uh, or you could do one year of social service, if I remember correctly. So you could do like, uh, like help, you know, out in an elderly, like a senior a residence for seniors or something like that. So yeah. that was also changed to now it's voluntarily and uh, you don't have to do this anymore. So you can go straight to university and go study and stuff like this. But a couple of my friends still had to do that. So, uh, you know, things always change. But I think yeah. and this is what what I would really like to point out here. We talked in probably all episodes so far about education in some way, form or another, yeah. right? Like education is important uh, to to make sure that people are aware of things that are going on, of sometimes lies that are being told, of uh, creating their own judgment of news, media, all of that. And I think education is the main source of solving a lot of issues going on yeah. in this world. And it enables countries and even individuals you talked about how this is with your family like in india people really like parents will sacrifice all of their wealth and income to put their kids through school basically to to you know make something yeah. out of them and i think this is so cool that in germany it is um i think generally agreed upon that this should be something that is provided for almost free right yeah. and i mean compared to something in the us where you i heard from like uh, tuitions that range like well north of $15,000, right? And, and then this is obviously not for the entire study. It's only for part of it. So then you have to repeat this. And so, yes, I really love this. Um, and I think this is a system that helps and foster a society 
that that is growing, right? Because it's not only about stagnating, but it's also about helping a society grow and advance. Uh, for example, with uh, racial um, issues that, that are arising, right? It's way easier yeah. to address something like this if you provide education to more people because it's free, right? Exactly. The best thing for me was that even even when I was a foreign student, I was treated the same as the German student. This is why I'm so surprised when I see that there are so little number of people coming to Germany to study over here. Uh, it's maybe one factor is the language, right? So people think, okay, I will have to learn the language and I don't know how I will be able to, you know, uh, fit into the society. I don't think that it's that difficult. But the thing is, though, and I think this is what you implicitly also said, uh, you still have to learn the language, right? It's it's not like, and I'm actually a big proponent of if you live in a country for a certain extent of time, like let's say you're only here for two or three months, you're either working or doing something else. I don't really care if you learn the language too good or not. I mean, it's cool if you learn it, but if you don't, oh, well, whatever. And if you're here for vacation, I don't mind talking to you in English on anything. But I think as a general member of society, if you're trying to live or if you are planning on living in a country for a longer time, I think it's so important to learn that language. Right. And and mm -hmm. I want to say you're, by the way, because we only talk about our, you know, this podcast is in English. You, your German is great. Like uh, it is. No, seriously, like your German you, is, is. No, it's perfect. And it's even better than some of us because our our grammar just at some point went downhill. But. In general, um, I want to say I think more people should come here to study. Germany needs talent. Germany needs smart people being educated. Engineering is such an important part. We have great engineering schools, and I want to encourage more girls or women to consider this path as well. Um, I think this is great, or even informatics, computer degrees. But I think Germany is still, still kind of known for their engineering part, right? Yeah, definitely, um, yes. And I think uh, if, if anyone listened to this, uh, just couple of days ago, uh, last week on Wednesday, I think, um, Tesla's Q2 earnings call was taking place. And um, Elon Musk said, uh, we at Tesla love engineering. Like, if you consider engineering, like, come work with us. And I think this is so cool because a lot of time, especially in these times where obviously we work for a big tech company, like, everybody's like, oh, it's software. And even in my personal life, I'm like, oh, yeah, software. Like, everything needs to... But it's also engineering that goes into so many things. So um, yeah. electrical and, you know, then the actual hardware and stuff like this. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, what you said, like, please, like, it's it's really cheap-ish to, to study here. Obviously, you still need a place to live and you still need to buy food and, and everything. But if you're willing to learn the language, put in a little bit of effort um, and become a... I want to say like contributing member of society, right? Uh, yeah. and, and come here. We have <laughs> we have good schools apparently because you this is what you did, right? What made you Definitely. what so you said it you chose Germany because of it's kind of cheap to to study here, but what also made you come here because that's probably not the sole reason, right? No, that that's not the sole reason. I also wanted to so I wanted to study somewhere in Europe, right? The first choice would have been UK obviously because of the language and because of it has its connection with India, let's say. <laughs> and, <laughs> I almost got to bring this up, but I was like, oh no, this is probably not the right place to bring this up. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was the first choice. But then I started looking at the universities and 
the good ones were like really really expensive right so if you want to which ones did you look at so i i mean i didn't have a lot of idea so i started looking at oxford and you know lsc and all of those big names and although i didn't even know if i would get in because you also need to have certain grades and to get into those universities right but uh I was quite naive, so I started looking into that. And then the first thing I looked into was how much these universities were going to cost, right? So let me tell you, because my intention was to actually go there and study. And I know a lot of people from my state uh, in India, Punjab, they just want to go to, let's say, the UK or to Australia, and they will say, okay, I'm going to study over there. They will just go there. They will work a lot not concentrate on their studies and that's that's sort of a, a door opener for them to say okay i'm going to study there that's why i'm going there but actually they won't be studying for me i actually wanted to study so that was i was thinking okay if i'm paying like 50000 15000 20000 per year and then i'm focusing all the time on my studies i don't have time to make any money at all how am I going to afford this, right? So this was this was the first point, and then secondly, my my uh, sister lived here in 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 Germany, and she asked me, "Oh, why don't you come to Germany?" And I had no idea about how the education system worked over here. I was like, "Okay, why not?" <laughs> and then I started researching, and then I saw, "Oh, universities don't cost anything." The of course you. Uh, again, as we were talking, the German, uh, I mean, German engineering is well, well, it's known everywhere in the world, right? So uh, even in India, we always had this impression that German products are like one of the best <laughs> products in the world. So I was thinking, okay, the universities must be good as well. Then I read up and then I saw, okay, if I want to do this degree, I need to uh, no German. I need to reach certain level of German proficiency before I can start the degree. And I thought, okay, but I can do it, you know. And to be honest, again, I was, this was a bit naive from my side as well, because I didn't really think it through properly. Right. So if I had given it a proper thought, what I would have mean? thought, okay. Oh, so, so yeah, sorry. Explain. Yeah. So I, I mean, usually if you are a person who thinks everything through, you would say, okay, how difficult is it going uh, for me to learn the language? Right. After I learned the language, would I get into the school or not? Because this wasn't sure either. I just had, you know, I just did some internet research. I saw, okay, University of Hamburg, this is the course I want to do. But I did not know at that point of time if I would get in at all, you know. Yeah. And I, the third thing I did not think about was, okay, even if I get in, how am I going to support myself financially? Okay, I, I won't be paying much uh, tuition fees, but I will still have to pay for my expenses and everything. Hamburg, it's not that expensive when it compare it to London or to Paris or other big cities or to New York, you know, but it's still an expensive city. Oh yeah. Within right? Germany, it's one of the bigger one. Obviously it's a big city and it's expensive. Uh, it's, it's probably not like on Munich level yet, but it's definitely on the rising edge of it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you still, you need a place to live and you need food, right? Exactly. So, but the good thing was I had 
I had a lot of family support. I had my sister who said, okay, don't worry about these things. And then the other thing was, I did not think a lot. I just did it. And, you know, but everything worked out well. I think I, I was very lucky that everything worked out. Well, yeah. it's, it's luck and it's also the personal commitment and effort you put in, right? So, and I think sometimes not thinking everything through makes it a lot of sense and it helps you unconsciously it helps you not to get too overwhelmed with with uh, things um i think this is actually a lot of people sometimes don't do stuff because they they think about all the things that could go wrong and yes obviously there could have been stuff going wrong at any of these given things but usually there's a way to solve these um yeah and and unless you're not not entirely unless what you said you, there's some people not coming here to study and then doing something else like obviously the, those might be different situations uh but if you're committed to doing this i think everyone uh at least deserves the chance obviously but also has a chance of doing this because there are uh degrees for everyone i think and yeah. maybe if you don't get your first choice think about you know doing your second choice even if it's not exactly what you want there's always a chance to later on pick different courses, do another bachelor's, do a, do a master's degree. I think there's so much, you know, variability in there that um, yeah. people should be, yeah, be encouraged to do yeah. that. There's a lot of flexibility when it comes to German universities. And I, I think, again, the fact that you do not pay tuition, it gives you more flexibility. Like you don't have to worry about the number of years you're going to, Uh, take to complete a degree right so well, i think at some degrees there's a maximum so <laughs> exactly there's a maximum but the maximum is like five six years or whatever you know so there's like i, I remember uh when i was doing a bachelor's it was like you had to do um you had to uh, for each exam you had three chances but you did not have to take all these three chances in like, let's say one and a half years or something, you could say, okay, I'm going to take this exam at the end of my degree. So, oh, but if you fail three times, then you would, you would be thrown out of the university. Yeah. Yes. yeah your and, entire degree would, would be kind of invalid or at least that course, you would be thrown out of that course. Yeah. Like you can say, I'm only going to say uh, study part-time, which for foreign students does not apply because if you are going to come here uh, to study, your sole purpose of being in this country is to study. So they also won't... based on visa and stuff like that, right? Exactly. Like it's, it's on that basis that you are studying here. Yeah, exactly. So university won't have any problems with that, but the visa office will have problem yeah. with that because, you know, your purpose is to study over here in this country. But uh, for like German students, uh, they can also do part-time studies, which will... So they will only have to do half the credits per semester and then they can uh, increase their time from three years to six years or whatever. I have seen a lot of people doing this. And before that, actually, when there was diploma system, you know, yeah. bachelor's and master's system is something relatively new in Germany. Before that, we had like a good old proper German diploma, which was like five years of four. Degree. I, think, I think it was four, four years. Yeah, I think it was four okay. years. Uh And it was basically, yeah, I don't know, like the, I think bachelor's and master's degree open up a lot more chances, to be honest. I think a yeah. lot of people, because a diploma wasn't 
for everyone, right? It wasn't like the thing everybody wanted. If you're if you were going into something which is a highly research-based field where you need a lot of prior knowledge, stuff like that, I think it makes sense, right? I think it makes sense yeah. to maybe do a master's in that degree, whatever. But a lot of things you you want to be taught the essentials, and yeah. then you learn a lot of a lot of stuff that just through experience through your job and. I'm interested, you obviously went through a different experience than I did. Uh, also, you did your master's at the University of Hamburg, right? Is it, yes, is I did. Yeah, okay, so how relevant were the things you learned going on in your, like, onwards in your life after that? Like, how relevant was the content? Uh, do you mean for work later? Well, yes, for work, for your job life. <laughs> <laughs> to be really honest, not that relevant. I could have... I mean, what I studied in bachelor's could have been enough for, you know, for working later or even I, I don't. So, you know, we were talking about Musk and Musk also said that you don't have to go to university if you want to work for Tesla. Right. Yeah. So and some other big companies do the same thing. They're like, yeah, exactly. But I think for me, because I did not really know what I wanted to do later in life. Uh, and I did not have that like million dollar idea, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg had or one of those other great inventors had whenever people talk about universities, why universities are not important. People take their examples like they talk about <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg and say or, or uh, Larry or Sergey from Google. Oh, they did not complete their degrees. But what they forget is these people had great ideas right and they they implemented those ideas as well and well, but, but but okay I, I gotta disagree with you here okay at that time those people didn't know that these were great ideas the people yeah. just they were passionate about something and they yeah. thought it was the right thing at the time and they actually poured a lot of work like uh, elon went i think to stanford for like one day and then dropped out and i think he started with paypal then i'm not entirely sure uh no it, it wasn't paypal at the time it was like x.com or something whatever um yeah but but you know it's uh i think those people were just driven by something else and i don't think at that time they were like oh yeah this is or maybe they were like this is a million dollar idea and obviously looking back now you're like oh it was a billion dollar idea great yeah yeah. Um, but I'm not sure that at that time, a lot of people mm. would have said, I actually think a lot of people would have said this isn't a, not even a penny idea. Um, yeah. Okay. So when I say great idea, I don't really mean that you have to know that you're going to make billions out of this idea, but you have to be really, really passionate about things. Yeah. And you have to believe in it. You have to, yes. say, you, you know, you have to think that this is going to work. This is something that people are going to love, right? People are going to use. I think that's and I did not have that kind of idea. Yeah. And I think know? not a lot of people do to be a, to be completely fair, but I think it's more about the you're passionate about something and yeah. you want to do this and yeah. I think uh I just listen to uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts these days and one of them is uh Tuxedo Time from like Becky and Chris. They're like a YouTube like they're, okay. they're a YouTube couple and they do like home renovations and and video blogs stuff like that. I mean, it's like completely off topic here, but uh, yeah. they said, you know, the, the passion part, basically, uh, what, what, you know, that's so important, like doing things you love. Right. And, yeah. and I think that's also what, what comes back to, um, t to how you shape your life. Right. It's if, if you have something that you're passionate about and if you only think about that, um, yeah. 
let's say you're you're in class, right? In university or wherever you're sitting there and you're in a, I don't know, like a geometry. I don't know if there's still geometry in college, whatever, like a yeah. uh, stochastics class or something, right? And you're sitting yeah. there and all you can think about is building your cool idea that you had, like whatever, your Facebook something, right? Yeah. Um, if If that's like all you can think about, maybe either what you have chosen to study isn't right for you because it's not engaging you enough or you should really consider you know investing time into what what you believe in like what what do you think you're yeah. passionate about the one thing i think is you should if you decide on something you know don't give up so easily like put yeah. in some effort and i don't know who this was who said this but give yourself a runway Let's say, for example, mm. you want to start your own company or whatever, and you don't want to go to university or you want to drop out of university. Tell yourself, for example, let's say you want to build a photography business, right? Tell yourself, okay, I'm going to give myself one year, right? 12 months. And yeah. if by the end of that, set yourself a goal. Like if by the end of that, I make like at least not even like a huge amount, maybe like 500 euros a month, right? Yeah. If I can make this by the end of 12 months, I will continue on this path. And if not, hey, I gave it my all, like I gave it my, my best try, right? Mm. Uh, and then it's not, it's there's no shame in saying, well, it didn't work out, like, right? This is something yeah. where, yeah. And again, I think that's what great about the university system over here. So in, when you start your degree and you see, okay, I don't want to do this. I want to, you know, do something else. I want to follow my passion. You can always leave your degree right and you haven't lost anything other than your time but in that time you gained experience yes and yeah. and you don't leave a school or university with a bank account like a bank account full of debt right like exactly in the us a lot of people it's it's normal that you leave if your parents can't provide for that i know some people where the parents save up as soon as you know their child is born they're like well i gotta start saving up for university for them right for college Uh, and then they are able to provide their kids with the college experience. But honestly, given the prices in the U.S., that is yeah. not something that everyone can do. Uh, by the way, not also not in Germany also, right? We have BAföG, um, which is basically a um, aid that is provided, financial aid that is provided to students. However, yeah. it there is a um, there is a certain bar that your parents, income-wise, can't. Like they can't be above that bar. Otherwise you're not yeah. eligible for it. So uh, in Germany, it's even, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, in Germany, let's say you do, you're not on the best terms with your parents, but you still want to attend university. Um, yeah. Let's say you live in, I don't know, you grew up in Munich and then you want to go to a university in Hamburg. Obviously yeah. you need an apartment and you need to do something. Uh, but let's say your parents earn too much money so you can't, um, you can't apply for BAföG, which is yeah. you know something that happens, obviously. Uh, you can actually, and let's say your parents are like, no, you're not going there. This is stupid. Go to a school here in Munich so we don't have to pay for rent or something. You can actually sue your parents for, oh. I think it's like 600 or 700 euros a month. Um, it used to be 630 or something when I was studying here. Yeah. yeah, okay. And it obviously increased due to inflation yeah. and stuff like that. I think when I started, it was like 720 maybe, something like that. But you could sue your parents. So, yeah. you know, in, in the sense of, obviously, they want to have everyone be able to attend university and they want to even give out credits to, to live and study and stuff like that. But on the other hand, they're not just given out to everyone. They are looking 
at yeah. your at your heritage at your family and be like well obviously it's not the best idea or i don't think your your family will greatly benefit from having a lawsuit of you know you going to university <laughs> and paying for that that's maybe a different problem but i think it's still good that in general it's free but you still have to you, you still have an option even if you like if your parents don't cannot provide you with this level uh yeah. buffer is something you have to pay back yeah but um at least you you will have an opportunity to do that and even then you're not going to end your your like university or your college experience with with hundreds of thousands of euros in debt you're yes yeah. you'll be in debt but if you don't yeah. live over your whatever yeah Yeah, you you have to pay it back, but uh, the first thing is there's no interest on it, yeah. so you will pay the amount you will get back, and you don't have to start paying it back immediately after you do after you finish your degree. They see what kind of job do you have, how much money are you making. You only pay it back when you're making certain amount of money, and then I heard from a friend. I'm not really sure about this, but he got he was like he's brilliant and he got the best grades and he only had to pay like the half back he didn't have to pay whole amount back yeah there's there's like certain rules i mean like like everything right not even a language yeah. but also for paying back these things there's like it's everything is written down in like a contract and so you can <laughs> uh since i was never in that uh, position um neither like for bothwork and because i was obviously like even making some money while in university uh i yeah. i never really looked into this uh but yeah. i'm sure like there are so many ways that this is this can be done differently Uh, but in general, it's not like you just get free money, which I think is yeah. also good because you should learn uh, to value also what you're getting, like in university, yeah. right? I don't think people should just, um, especially because you have to pay rent and an apartment and stuff. I don't think people should just be like, oh, it's fun to be in university and I'm just going to get money from, <laughs> from my government for free. I don't think that's the right way to do it. I think people should value this and be like, okay, yeah. either my parents would probably tell me like, all right, you know, this is like your fifth year in university. Maybe you can start like finishing your degree or something. Um, <laughs> or you have your own bank account telling you, well, you know, you're accruing just, just a little bit more debt than you maybe want to. So maybe it's time to start, you know, wrapping yeah. things up or something like that. <laughs> I agree. Uh, to any foreign potential foreign students listening, Bafuk is not meant to be for foreign students. Yep. It's just for German because it's not given by universities. It's something given to you by the government. Uh, so obviously they want to support their local German local students. There are other ways. There are some uh, scholarships, etc., for foreign students as well, but not that easy to get. And anyways, I so I always worked part time when I was studying. It took me that was the reason it took me four years to finish my bachelor's uh, um, yeah, and not say, three. We should say regular time is three. Yeah, three. Three years. exactly. But and, a lot of people are taking like some people just go abroad for a semester and then they just do an extra semester because they you know yeah exactly uh, and i did like six months uh, internship in between as well which uh, i mean which uh, then resulted in me taking a bit longer to finish my studies but uh, as i was saying so i always used to work i used to make good money uh, working part-time companies pay you well if you can do work for them which is which is uh important you know yeah so you so, work like a working student basically right it's, there's actually a yes. term it's called werkstudent uh in german yeah. 
uh, and you get like a, a decent contract. Um, and yeah, with limited hours, obviously, because you still have to study, but it's, yeah. and, and a lot of people actually get their first job also through stuff like that, because you, you are, you, you, you have a network of people, right? You work for a company, you know how the company is running. A lot of the times it's like, oh, you're done with university. Well, actually you can just continue what you're doing, but you'll get paid yeah. full now. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually had an offer in the company I was working for as well, but See? obviously I didn't choose it, but um, I mean, I could have, it was a great company as well, but anyways, I wanted to go into consulting, so I did not choose it. Um, but I think this is a great option and I learned so much. I think that was the most important thing for me. I learned so much people, knew that I was a student, so they were not expecting like me to know everything, you know, so they would help me. And then they knew that I was only working like two days a week or maybe two and a half. They they considered that as well. So I had a really positive experience over there. This is so great to hear. I know that yeah. this is some some people also struggle with stuff like this because they think they owe the company more time than they actually do. Let's say your contract is for 20 hours. I've yeah. talked to people who are like, oh no, but I still have to finish this and these slides for this meeting and stuff. Like if you're in that position, don't kill yourself over this. You're get. No. let me tell you from experience, um, uh, you are getting paid so little in comparison to regular people and some like regular employees, right? Yeah. And sometimes those regular employees will do a worse job than you at, you know, preparing <laughs> a meeting or doing a PowerPoint presentation or whatever, you know? So yeah. If you are at your hour limit, uh, even mm. though it, like it's obviously law in Germany as well, you can't work too much. Um, but uh, obviously, nobody's gonna stop you if you if you decide to put in more time. And sometimes it's worth putting in more time. But in general, I would say like enjoy some of your free time that you still have left over. Make yeah. sure you also you know put enough effort in your studies, um, and take away positive things from work, like build your network, stuff like that. Obviously. But don't kill yourself over finishing things like this exact day. And don't like if, if you tell someone and this is what I personally learned. And obviously, I'm not super old yet. So this is something that I had to learn also in, in the start of my career. Um, and luckily, it was pretty, pretty quickly. I didn't have yeah. to have a major meltdown to, to learn this. Um, people will sometimes respect you. I, I've never been respected less for saying no to something, first of all. And yeah. sometimes I've been respected more for actually prioritizing the work and saying like, it's, it's, I don't know, 6 PM, 5 PM, whenever you stop working, whenever your hours are full, whatever. And you just say, you know what? I'm just going to do stuff tomorrow. Like if something comes in and I've had this, I'm like, my boss, Oh, we need this really fast. But usually it turns out they don't need this really fast. They want you to do it fast. <laughs> sure. Everybody wants things always to be done immediately. But yeah. most of the times, it's it's not really something where where you have to go crazy, and uh, and yeah. a lot of people yeah. will then learn that they can't just tell you to do stuff, and you're like, oh yes, uh, without asking any questions, with always saying yes. You know, I think this is also uh, important. Yeah, going a bit off track now, yeah, but totally. uh, I I was one of those people who had difficulty in saying no, um, maybe because of you know, um, there are cultural differences as well. But this is something I had to learn here in Germany, uh, how to say no. I'm still not very good at it. But now at least I ask people to give me some time to think about it. And then I will ask tell them either yes or no, if I'm going to do that or not, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't come naturally to me. 
but I absolutely agree with you. You have to learn this. Otherwise, you're just going to, you're not, firstly, you're going to give yourself a lot of stress. Secondly, you might not be able to do as good a job as you would have done otherwise, you know. So do yourself a favor, as I'm trying to do now. Think about things and then say yes. Don't say, and also don't be afraid of saying no. Yeah. Right. And, and also don't be uh, discouraged if you find yourself to be one of these people saying yes to everything. It takes time. It's a learning yeah. process like everything. But there are cool videos on YouTube. There's mentoring help uh, that can get you through this. And honestly, ask people. Like, especially if you're in a situation where you're at a university or when you're at a company, um, usually there's a couple of people you like, hopefully at least, uh, and <laughs> talk to these people. I think they will they will help you find your way and doing this. Uh, but coming back to the universities, um, I think it's, it's, again, it's great that the education paths are so cheaply, you know, and inexpensive for people and that it's not also frowned upon if you visit a, because most of them are public schools, right? Like you, it's, yeah. if you go to like public college, public schools, sorry, I'm like kind of using them interchangeably. Um, but it's like, oh, you went to this school, whatever. Like you went to this university. Oh, cool. And actually the minority of people I know went to a private school. I know a couple that went to like a private, whatever, like business school or something. Um, yeah. But I, I want to say like, I don't think their experience was majorly more beneficial than for example, mine or like other people's. Yeah. So I did not go to private school. I don't know much about it, but the thing is, if you look at the ranking uh, rankings every year of the universities, like LMU in Munich or technical university in Munich are always at the top, right? And these are public schools. And then you have University of Heidelberg. That's a public school as well. We should say for certain, for certain degrees, right? They're not like at the top of the field for everything, but yes, yeah. yes. Are, Agreed. Yeah. But those are still, that shows you that these are good universities, right? And I think the only difference that might be there to the private schools is that you might not get that much of, you know, attention from 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 your professors or from the from the tutors because i mean there were classes where there were 250 people sitting in the lecture right yeah. so obviously and even if a professor had three assistants they would never be able to tend to everyone right sure how, how was this in 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 the private school you went to alex actually it wasn't a private school uh, it, it wasn't. Oh, no, okay, I mean, sorry. it's the Berlin School of Economics and Law. It, uh, you ah. can look it up. It's, uh, it's the program I was in. Obviously, was something where, uh, since it was really specialized, and you can't just you know go to university for three months and then do nothing for three months. So it was something where you couldn't just go in. You need to go in through a, another organization. So in that sense, yes, it was kind of private, but it wasn't like the the entire school itself also had a non dual study part. So there are, okay. uh, there are there are some schools, for example, the DHBW, like the Duale Hochschule Baden-Württemberg. Um, yeah. That one is actually one, I think they're exclusively doing this dual study program. So the entire university is like, the entire DHBW is like set up for doing solely this. But the Berlin School of Economics and Law actually isn't. So they had dual study courses and they mm -hmm. had non-dual study courses. Um, so it wasn't like a, like a, I don't know. I would be really okay. mistaken, but I don't think it's, it was a private one. Um, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, and but in in that school though, it was 
um, it was a little different, as I said, because our course was basically like a school class in high school. Like we were, I don't know, like 20 something people or something. So we weren't that many people, right? So we had this really uh, sometimes intimate relationship with our professors and and not in a sexual sense at all, but just in a, <laughs> no, don't want to say anything wrong. Hopefully. No, no, <laughs> nope, didn't happen. Or at least not that I knew of. Um, no, but uh, jokes aside, um, it was just more of a personal uh, relationship. So you could talk to those professors after lecture. You could ask them for advice. You could ask them for help. And the thing that I really, really appreciated, most if not all, but most of them were people who um, who who taught after they worked in their field of expertise, yeah. right? So uh, the our main professor, uh, shout out to him. He was just insanely great. Uh, he he was really stringent. Like he was, you know, uh, at that time at least uh, would always show up in a suit, uh, and then you know, like it was. Yeah. But it was it was great. Like you would have that that relationship but this relationship could actually also be of negative impact uh, not only because in some cases you know you might like more anonymity but i think also because it's harder on the actual uh, professors or teachers because yeah. and and uh, i well this is not really hard to say but so in my in my opinion right this is pure personal opinion our class was pretty shitty at times like pretty pretty <laughs> awful if i were yeah. a professor i would have had a difficult time sometimes with us because obviously you're talking to students who are right out of high school some of them might think partying is what life's core value is right and <laughs> a lot of them uh, i'm gonna be quite honest didn't know how to pay respect in the way that should have been done Right. Because yeah. a lot of those professors, as I said, were people who basically not gave up their job, but who basically said, look, I don't like I maybe made enough money because obviously a professor, they they, they could make way more money working in like big companies. Right. Like, of they, course. yeah. So so they went uh, they some of them went back. One of them said, actually, like, hey, I really love reading books and I really like teaching people. So that's why I decided to to quit my main job. And I yeah. can only do what I love. So I, I think people should, you know, pay respect to those people by not, for example, talking in class, eating yeah. excessively in class, drinking excessively in class, right? It's all like if you want to take a sip of water, obviously, like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and if you want to eat something really quick because you're starving or maybe you're a diabetes per patient and you need something, right? Sure. Like, but, you know, it's always the level of, Am I doing this really quick or am I like excessively talking to the point of where it's not only annoying the teacher or the professor, but also other students? And honestly, there were quite a lot of these instances and some student, yeah. uh, some, some professors, they had a really hard time with that. Like I, yeah. and, and I think it was terrible. Like, honestly, I think some of this was, those people were some great people in private, but in, in school, sometimes I honestly hated them. I was like, you yeah. idiots, you whatever way worse words why are you doing yeah. this like those yeah. people are taking their time to teach you something if you don't want to be here freaking quit like nobody yeah. forces you to be here yeah now imagine how this would be in in the in the normal degrees where you have 250 people sitting in a class because even if 10 percent of them are not motivated 
how they are going to behave and how difficult it would be for the professor. This was actually a culture shock for me, Alex, let me tell you, when, when I came here. So my very first day of the pre-university, so I had to do pre-university before university. Mm-hmm. That's just a prep course for the university, you know, and for foreign students when you want to do your bachelor's here. So teacher entered in the class and I was used to, from India, to stand up and then say hi to the teacher. And I did that and everyone started li- laughing at me. I was like, what, what the hell is happening? You know? And yeah, it was so funny, man. Right. But then this at the university that people did not have respect for their professors. This was something that bothered me a lot as well. Yeah. I have to be very honest. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think the, the setting in a setting where you were with like 250 people, I don't want to say like professors know what they sign up for, but they kind of do, right? So <laughs> I hope at least to everyone who's listening to this, who's in the teaching profession at, at you know, universities, stuff like that, even in classes. Um, I sometimes just hope that, you know, professors who are signing up for the more broader audiences and bigger classes, hopefully they're like, you know, okay. I, you know, like I know that not everyone's going to pay attention. And because it's such a huge amount of people, I think it's sometimes easier to justify. I think it's the smaller the group gets, the harder it is because, you know, like every, like you stand out more, it's more singling down on individual people. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I, I just, but I completely agree. And I, honestly, this is one thing where I actually think that other countries and other cultures, that's where, where we can learn from them. Because I don't think there's any positivity gained in not paying attention and being respectful to your teacher. Because yeah. a lot of times in Germany, you don't even have to be in class if you don't want to, right? I think, is it like this? You don't. You don't have to be in the lectures, but you have, do have to be in the practical courses. Okay, that's fine. So in my case, it was a little different because we were obviously, you know, paid by a company to also attend the school. So it was a little different, but obviously we were in there because we're selected. So also different. Um, But yeah, so like my honest word is here. If you don't want to be there or if you want to take your calls or want to chat to people, (laughs) then freaking do this, but outside of freaking class and just don't go there. Like leave the freaking room. I don't give a shit. One really last thing. I know we're we're, yeah. we're on the hour here, I think. But uh, one last thing <laughs> that's just really interesting, I think, is the campus life, right? Like yeah. in, in a lot of, I don't know how it is in India, but in the US at least, you know, people have dormitories on campus, like the dorms, like they live there, they study there. there. It's like a whole life, an ecosystem. In Germany, yeah. that's usually not the case. There is student housing. Like yeah. there are sometimes entire apartment blocks where you can get affordable, like really affordable um, apartments yeah. and, and housing stuff like that but it's not common that you live like on campus and sometimes your campus might not even be like a real campus sometimes it's just one house sometimes it's like a legit campus setup where you have different like a mensa where you can eat and and different buildings but sometimes it's kind of also a campus might be split up over town i mean that's the yeah. same kind of in the u.s but it's again usually not something where you your entire life is taking place on campus right it's yeah. usually you have an apartment and a lot of people don't live in like student housing they just have a like a vg yeah. where they share an apartment with other people yeah that's that's a really good point so uh, the first thing about campus my campus was like that because it was like I was studying business informatics. So business campus is different than the informatics. And then there was another campus was just for mathematics, you know, 
uh, and uh, we had to go th- all through town, like sometimes travel like 15 kilometers a day just wow. to get to different classes. Um, and then the housing thing, I used to live in a student ho- housing thing and it was really, really affordable. It was like, I think 250 euros or something per month and really nice room, like six or seven rooms uh, on one floor. And then you would share the kitchen with uh, all these people. Uh, it was like, a great experience wow that is yeah. great to hear because i've never i've been in one but i've never like lived in one because i was fortunate enough to have like apartments wherever i basically went like, like not not like own apartments or anything but i just rented you know yeah. um, stuff out uh, when i went like in different cities for like my my practical work time during my study time stuff like that but yeah um yeah i mean cool interesting really interesting topic yeah (laughs) on that note uh it was really interesting talking to you alex about this and i hope our listeners uh enjoyed as well german masala is available on all major podcasting platforms including but not limited to apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and we're also on youtube it's audio only and we have like a little picture there but if you want to sign up and subscribe please do so subscribing on all these platforms is usually completely free including youtube it just helps you to have the episodes download directly to you in case you uh, sometimes forget to do that Uh, i was on a long drive actually over this weekend and it's easy if you have this downloaded because the connection of lte and you know it's just spotty in germany Anyway, so make sure to comment, like, and subscribe if you're, for example, on YouTube or also on other major podcasting platforms. This would help us a lot. German Masala is produced under the Alex Universe brand. Alex Universe is currently an electric car YouTube channel held in German, hosted by me, Alex, and German Masala, hosted by Harbier and myself.